Shepherd family, I bring grace to you and peace from God our Father, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me start this sermon today with, first of all, a word of thanks. A word of thanks for those of you who have trudged with me through the book of Revelation. Picking out over these five weeks of our August study, the tidbits and kernels, the nuggets where we find rest for our souls. You know, that is really the reason for Revelation being written and also recorded. It was written and recorded in order that by God's grace, our souls may find rest when they are buffeted by sin within and when they find themselves contested by evil on the outside. I'm really mindful that as children of God, one of our most important things that we do is give ourselves over to the third commandment. That third commandment that says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? Well, in plain English, it simply means that we ensure that each and every week there is opportunity for our souls to rest. That may involve our bodies to stop moving. That may involve our screens to get turned off. It may involve us saying to people who love to talk at us or with us, I need to be by myself. I need some of that alone time. Today, we want to conclude our study of the book of Revelation and find some final rest for our souls in the words of Revelation chapter 22. And I'd like to go ahead and read that chapter for you. It's not that long. I'd like to read it in its entirety so that you can see how we move from the victory of Jesus, the reward that he offers through that victory, to the final prayer and vision that John, who writes Revelation, speaks when he says and prays, Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Listen in now as I share with you Revelation chapter 22. Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street, and on each side of the river grew a tree of life bearing twelve crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will there be a curse upon anything, for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and His servants will worship Him, and they will see His face, and His name will be written on their foreheads. And there will be no more night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they, they will reign forever and ever. Then the angel said to me, everything you have heard and seen is trustworthy and true. The Lord God who inspires his prophets has sent his angel to tell his servants what will happen soon. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the words of prophecy written in this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw all these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said, no, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers, the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in this book. 
worship only God. Then he instructed me, Do not seal up the prophetic words in this book, for the time is near. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. Let the one who is holy continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshipers, and all who love to live a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let anyone who hears this say, come. Let anyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of prophecy written in this book, if anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book. He who is faithful, the faithful witness to all these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And may the God of grace, the grace of the Lord Jesus, be with God's holy people. Wow. That's the word. That's the word that we will utter when all is said and done. When we stand before the Lamb of God who sits upon the throne, when we behold the vision that this book of Revelation has presented to us, that's what we will say when we have received our heavenly reward. Wow! Which is a transliteration, I think, of the ancient word, Amen. We will say wow at the end because the Lamb of God will capture our fullest attention. Our faith will become sight. What we had hoped for will be delivered on and we will all say at the end, wow. Which is exactly the way we are to conclude the reading of the book of Revelation. After all of these fantastic visions, after all of these imaginative words, the scrolls being unveiled and revealed, the, 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 the devil and, and the prostitute of Revelation being cast into eternal fire, the new Jerusalem coming out of the sky, and now with these final words of challenge to us, we conclude Revelation chapter 22 by simply saying, wow. And as we come to this word today, would you bow your hearts and heads with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, just wow.
that you would privilege us, even 21 centuries removed from its writing, to see these words in Revelation, to imagine these visions as John first experienced them, and to put our faith in you, who will bring these words to completion. Just wow. And thank you. Amen. Well, here we are at the end. I hope you've enjoyed this study. I hope if you've not been with us through the whole study, you'll go back through, see the sermons, consider the devotions, look at the other resources like what Pastor Jake Wampler and I have put together from Matthew chapter 24 and 25 on Thursday mornings. We just finished that recording today as well. And, and as you look at all these resources that you would do even a more important thing. Uh, something so much more important that John is even writing and recording that here in Revelation chapter 22. Read the book. Read the words of the prophecy. Don't be content with what I preach, even though I try to present the truth. Don't be content simply listening to a devotional lecture or, or be content simply listening to a bumper sticker drive-by. Read the book. See the vision. Own the hope. Believe in the Lamb of God who takes away your sins. And then with John and with me and the whole Christian church throughout the world, pray this simple prayer. Come quickly, Lord Jesus Christ. That's how the book of Revelation ends. It ends with a somewhat destitute cry, a forlorn call for help and redemption and rescue. Because if there's one thing that is true, that Revelation has made painfully clear, there is a devil there is a judgment, there is sin, and there is guilt, and there is shame, and there is an inside, and there is an outside, and the only way you move from the outside to the inside is by the grace of God. And for that reason, with John we pray, Lord, I believe in you, even so come quickly to deliver your people. You know, um, we started out the whole Bible. If you remember in Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3, we started out the whole Bible with, with an earth and a heaven and foliage, or foliage, depending on how you pronounce it, and animals that were in the sea, above the sea, and above in the sky. We started um, the book of Genesis learning about the trees of life. That Adam and Eve were specifically told, you may not touch, you may not do anything with those trees. And they did, and they fell, and God punished them and expelled them from union. Geographical, physical union with himself. You know, whenever I think of sin... For all that we spiritualize its definition, the one thing I remember is that at root, at root, sin is geographical. Sin is about separation. Sin fund fundamentally separates me from God, 
But sin also separates me from others. It causes a man or a woman to move out of a home from a spouse. It, it causes a son or a daughter in their adolescent years to seek emancipation from a parent because of some kind of dysfunction in the relationship. It causes friends to stop calling each other or texting each other or ghosting each other on Facebook. Sin causes separation. Sin fundamentally is geographic. I don't say that because I just made that up. I say that because I learned that in the book of Genesis. But Revelation is a book that provides us rest, isn't it? Revelation is a book in which we can find rest for our souls. And the rest for our souls that we find in Revelation is that on the main street of heaven... There are all these trees. <laughs> and every month they recycle. They never end. They are always alive. And with their leaves comes, we are told what? The healing of the nations. The nations which were divided. Way back in, what, Genesis chapter 6, Tower of Babel, the confusion of languages, the dispersion of the nations across the face of the earth in warring, rivaling separation geographically from one another. Now all of these nations find healing in a single set of trees whose leaves are healing. It's that healing rest and vision of hope that causes us with John at the end of chapter 22 to simply cry out in grateful, albeit destitute and forlorn voice, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. My brothers and sisters in Christ, our study of the revelation of John, the apostle, has been rich. But it reminds me, first and foremost, of that central calling that is upon me to be holy as God is holy to every day drown the old Adam not in a lake of fire and sulfur as is described in the book of Revelation no an even more powerful a powerful body of liquid and that is my baptism your baptism we daily drown the old Adam of sin, death, the devil, and all the evil that is filling this world. We daily drown that old Adam in holy baptism. And we rise up, resurrected in the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray confidently, come Lord Jesus, not forlorn and destitute. We pray confidently, come quickly Lord Jesus, because we know that at that culminating point in time, God's grace will be revealed in all of its majesty. And we will be home. And that home is what we hope for. We live in a world the week of which has been filled with words like Kenosha, with words, uh, words like Laura. We live in a world of poisonings. We live in a world of warfare. We live in a world where our soldiers and those who fight for the right and freedom of human beings, they are brought home in flag-draped caskets. That's a world we live in. And yet we don't want to live in that world any longer than we really have to. 
because we remember that heaven is our home. And while we live in this world, we live according to God's command. Righteously, with holiness, and most of all, with repentance. Throwing our sins into that baptismal water that they may be covered and drowned, rising up as the new creation that God wants us to be and for which he is preparing for us to be at the last day when the new heaven and the new earth are made manifest for all to see, no longer by faith, but now by sight. And until we get to that day, the closing, peaceful, restful invitation of the Bible, not just the New Testament, not just the book of Revelation, the closing word of the whole Bible. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, and may we find rest in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ until that day comes. Shepherd, family, thanks for joining me on this Revelation journey. And if you're part of our shepherd family, whether here in Scottsdale or at a distance, and you have never had that opportunity to bend your heart toward Jesus Christ, to say, Lord, I know the sin that lives in me. I have experienced the evil that lives outside of me, and I want to come before your throne today, bend my heart toward you and say, yes, amen, Lord. I believe in you. You can do that today. The fundamental act and right in the Christian church is the sacrament of holy baptism. And if confessing your sins and your faith in Jesus Christ and his work of covering over your sins by his sacrificial death, if that faith is now yours, I want to get you baptized. And I don't care whether you're in Scottsdale or somewhere else. I would love for you to get in touch with me through our shepherdaz.church website, through our Facebook or social media contacts, and by some possible way to bring you in very visibly to this faith of Jesus that we celebrate and treasure here in our shepherd church, in our shepherd ministry. Please make that reach out. Don't let another day go by where your faith in Jesus Christ has not been sealed by the waters of baptism. And remember this, that the faith which looks toward God rests in his sure and certain promises. He will never fail you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will bring you to the tree with healing leaves. He will answer your prayer Come quickly, Lord Jesus. This is the faith of our shepherd family. And I'm really excited to be a pastor in it. And now may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our heavenly father, and the fellowship communion of the Holy Spirit guard your hearts and minds until the day that he brings us home. Amen.